We loved wrestling and I would hear them all in the lounge kind of um, wrestling with each other and stuff like that and I just felt like I was kind of banished and just not a part of the family. Like I was unwanted, like my family was better off without me. Hey guys and welcome to another episode of Wellness Fucking Wednesday with Nix. First of all, it is windy as fuck here in Wellington. <laughs> so if you can hear the wind howling um, through the podcast, well, you know why. And the second thing, it, I swear to God, it's not until we start recording these podcasts that airplanes fucking fly over our head. I, I swear, I don't hear it any other time except when I'm recording. So if you hear a random airplane Game fucking complaints, Qantas or Air New Zealand. Anyway, let's get into today's topic. This is a topic that I have shared briefly on my Instagram. And I had a lot of feedback, a lot of response from um, Fano on there. So I decided that I would do a full-on podcast about it. And today's topic is intergenerational trauma. In this podcast, I'm going to cover four subtopics relating to intergenerational trauma, what it looks like, my personal experience with it, and how it impacted my family's life, and how I stood up against it for the sake of giving my children a better future. I actually have heard and I know of a lot of women that have reached out to me that had no fucking idea that actually what they had experienced in their life was intergenerational trauma. Nobody stood up to it. Therefore, they had to go through it. And now they were passing that on to their children. That's why I really feel like this, this conversation that we're having today is fucking crucial. Some of the common symptoms um, include denial, anxiety, disconnection, confusion, withdrawal from others, attention-seeking, or kind of, uh, and I will explain how this, you know, uh, was real for me, but kind of like very desperate to have attention from others, you know, like fucking whether it's males, whether it's friends, you know, like people-pleasing and shit like that. It all stems from or it possibly could all stem from intergenerational trauma and unresolved grief. From as young as I can remember, my relationship with my mum was estranged. About 70% of my childhood, I recall constantly feeling confused, um, and I, I literally um, remember always thinking, what have I done wrong? Yeah, what have I done wrong to make my mum hate me this much? Oh, it's making me emotional thinking about it. Why couldn't I just behave? Why was I always bad? And why do I feel unwanted? The reality was, I felt hugely disconnected to my mum, even though I desperately wanted to be close to her for some fucking reason, I could never get close to my mum. And I would blame me for that. I would blame the fact that I was a naughty girl and, and uh, you know, that I was always misbehaving, that I must be so fucking terrible and such a bad kid. 
I felt like I was in a constant battle internally of why am I not good enough for her. I tried to be close to my dad as well, but I kind of felt as though there was a wall between us, which left me feeling like a little bit of a burden in our household, to be honest. I was the oldest child and I was the only girl. I've only got two younger brothers. And I often found myself questioning why I felt such a lack of love from my mum. And, you know, something else as well, my brothers, I used to be very jealous of my brothers. I don't even know if my brothers know this. But I would see the love and attention and affection and connection that my mum would have with my brothers and I would be fucking very jealous of that. And I would be, it would make me really upset and it would make me internally question why I wasn't good enough. I remember being sent to my room a lot. I would always find ways to make my mum angry. And for that, I'd be sent straight to my room. So I spent a lot of um, nights in my room. Sometimes I would sit in there crying and feel like um, I actually hadn't done anything wrong, but it was just a way to kind of get me out of the picture. I have vivid memories of crying myself to sleep at the sound of, you know, and when I, when I talk about this, like we are so far from this now, like, um, and you will hear more about this as, as I continue to talk and, and I share the progression of me and mum's healing journey. But um, I'm just taking it back to give you guys a little bit of context um, around some of the ways that I felt, some of the experiences mum and I went through, just in case these kind of ring alarm bells um, for maybe what you experienced when you were younger as well. So I had vivid memories of me crying myself to sleep at the sound of my mum and dad and my two brothers laughing and playing in the lounge while I had been sent to my room. And I remember sitting in there and just hearing them playing. We we loved WWF, like we loved wrestling. And I would hear them all in the lounge kind of um, wrestling with each other and stuff like that. And I just felt like I was kind of banished and just not a part of the family I also felt like I was unwanted, like my family was better off without me. Thinking about my life moving into my teens, I felt very desperate to please others. This is where what I was talking about before, the attention seeking and just desperate for um, approval and, and desperate for the feeling of feeling wanted and the attention of and love and affection. So being pregnant at 14, I feel, was definitely a byproduct of the need and desire to experience worthiness and the feeling of being loved. Throughout my life, right up until I was about 30 years old, I was just filled with a fuckload of anger, sadness, a lot of questions regarding the lack of love from my mum. There had been many times that her and I would honestly try to talk and try to bring it up. But and I've I've you know since spoken to Mum. Like I said, we are on a healing journey, and we have talked about why were we not able to ever speak about this, or because honestly, the minute one of us would bring it up, 
it felt like we'd straight away get defensive and straight away feel like we were backed into a corner and and you know when you're backed into a corner you just start fucking fighting you know like to get yourself out of there and so every time mum and I tried to you know bring it up or try to resolve it it would just end up in fucking a screaming match to be honest and there would be absolutely no resolution until five years ago when mum and I finally sat down for a conversation and this was around the time that I had decided to change my whole life. So if you know my story, you know that my journey of sobriety from um, drug addiction started around four and a half to five years ago and when I made that decision to fully change my life, I needed to go back through all of the things, all the traumatic experiences that I had received in my whole life, not just with my son passing away, but the traumatic experiences of what me and mum had been through and all those fucking questions that I had, I needed answers. Shit, I'm about to change my life. I'm about to walk down this fucking road and I need to be able to walk down this road with my head held high without all these questions kind of fucking grabbing me at my ankles. And so mum and I sat down and we had a conversation. And that was the start of our journey of healing. It was a moment where we both kind of let down our walls, allowed each other to speak freely and from the heart. We didn't allow for ourselves to get defensive and allow for our egos to kind of take a front seat. And I swear it's changed our entire life. It's changed our entire relationship. It began with mum telling me about her upbringing. And, you know, up until this time, I really had no idea about my mum's upbringing or anything because I was so wrapped up in my own upbringing that I fucking didn't even ask her what the hell she had been through. So this is how I discovered what intergenerational trauma was, was actually mum and I sitting down and her fucking telling me about what she had been through. So... Once upon a time, there was a husband and a wife who sadly couldn't have children. So they decided to adopt. They ended up finding a beautiful little girl and adopting her at three days old. The husband and wife would now be my grandparents as the little girl was my mum. So just kind of dissecting as we go along, right there was pretty much the first red flag. Google says adoption can potentially cause PTSD as they can experience a type of terror due to separation. This could be displayed further in life as fear of rejection, separation and issues, and a desperate desire to belong. Okay, back to the story. So she's been adopted and is what I would assume, given the circumstances, the apple of their eye. I mean, there's a there's a husband, there's a wife, they can't have children, they've just adopted this little girl at three days old. I'm fucking assuming that she is their absolute everything. Until a year later. So a year later, um, my mum tells me that my grandmother miraculously falls pregnant. Even after the doctors have told them that they can't have a baby. As you could imagine... 
the arrival of my uncle was nothing short of a miracle. All would have been perfect, you know, for this family. All would have been perfect if only my poor mum wasn't immediately outcasted as the black sheep out of the two. So what happened was as soon as he was born, he was now their real child. Um, she describes the fact that there wasn't a day that my mum wasn't allowed to forget that she was adopted. And I'll, I'll be honest, I, I haven't even got this down in my notes, but I feel absolutely compelled to just voice this. I fucking can't stand my grandparents, to be honest. I, I fucking can't stand them. <laughs> and there's not many people I can't stand. But I don't know how the fuck they could have ever done that to my mum. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to go there, but the anger comes from a place of feeling absolute sadness for my mum. And see, growing up, when I was going through what I was going through, I had no fucking idea my mum had gone through this. You know, it's starting to make me feel bloody like I want to well up. My poor mum, you know, who didn't even ask to be in that fucking family. And now she's got to live every fucking day in somebody else's shadow. And to be beaten and abused, you know, for just existing. It makes me wild. And, you know, I'm 35 years old now. And I know all about forgiveness and things like that, but I just can't because what happened was what she had to go through and what they fucking put her through is the reason I had to go through what I went through, you know? So I just had to say that. Um, anyway, she also told me that she grew up feeling unloved, wondering what she had done wrong and why she wasn't allowed to feel connection and love and affection. She had no fucking idea what that was, you know, because she was the black sheep. She was the unwanted fucking child. And she didn't stand a chance because of the fact she was adopted. She didn't stand a chance up next to my uncle. I, it was this conversation after 30 years where I finally realized all the questions she had growing up I fucking had. All the yearnings for love, affection and attention she wanted, I wanted. The emotions of feeling unworthy and confused that she experienced growing up, I experienced growing up. Then she told me my grandmother actually went through the exact same thing as well. I couldn't believe it, honestly, <laughs> Oh my God, I couldn't believe it. Three generations of women growing up, traumatized, longing for answers that unless we had that conversation, we would never have gotten. So with this new understanding of what my mum had been through, I felt like instantly all the years that I had carried questions and emotions literally just slid off me like fucking butter on a hot knife. I finally realized that all my life I had desperately been begging this apple tree, which is my mum, to produce oranges for me, to bear fruit that was not possible for her to bear. I wanted her to show me love and affection, to nurture me, 
more than just housing me and feeding me. I wanted her to connect with me, share secrets with me. Or, or for me, you know, I'm a growing girl, becoming a young lady. I wanted to have that connection with my mum where I could tell her about what I was going through. And I'll be honest, you know, at that age, I was kind of battling with whether I was into females or whether I was into males. And I couldn't have that conversation because I didn't have that type of connection. But I had no clue that everything that I was wanting from my mum, she didn't know how to give me because she didn't have the tools. She had never been shown what that looks like. So how the fuck is she going to give that to me? It was such a turning point for me and my mum's relationship. We realised one of our biggest connections was through our trauma. Since then... Our relationship, oh my God, you have no fucking idea how strong our relationship is now. And that, I feel like, came from being honest, being vulnerable, laying it all out on the table for each other, not being defensive, not put it, putting our walls up, not letting our egos take a seat at the table. It was just her heart and it was my fucking heart. I vowed not to continue this trauma on with my daughter. As I realised any love that I was lacking for all those years was given to me unconditionally from my kids. I also realised it's not my kids' fault. It's not my daughter's fault what, what I went through and what my mum went through and what my grandmother went through. And that as her mum, I have the choice to either carry it on or put the fucking fire out. And I chose to put the fire out. I chose to end the fucking curse. I chose to stamp out intergenerational trauma. Now, my daughter, she receives nothing but love from not only me, but my mum as well. And both me and my mum are learning. And because we have made that decision to fucking learn and, and, you know, because we had that conversation and we sat down and we dealt with it, we sorted it, now Russia and the new little girl that's going to be here soon get to benefit from that. If I was to leave a crucial piece of our story with you today, guys, it would be the importance of understanding the journeys of generations before you. This will give you some type of fragment of peace that wasn't there before. And it may answer some of your questions that may be affecting your ability to put out that fire. Anyway, guys, that's me for today. Thank you so much for listening in on Wellness Fucking Wednesday. And I will see you next week.